Thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning. Joining us on the line now is Glenn Hansman. He is the president of the BC Teachers Federation. Glenn, thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, We're talking about uh, class uh, composition, I suppose, and this is in response to some concerns being raised in a a Twitter feed that you were involved with talking about parents spending their own money to get their children necessary supports. How did this all come about? There's been lots of stories in the media over the past couple weeks that um, spilled over from last school year where students with special needs in particular are bearing the brunt of staffing shortages, uh, both staffing shortages involving teachers and also education assistants. And there's still, at this point in the school year, like last school year, lots of jobs that are vacant around the province. Many school districts, including ones in the lower mainland, are having trouble filling absences of both teachers and education assistants on a day-to-day basis. And unfortunately, there seem to be a few school districts that are either sending students home, in particular students with special needs, actually almost always students with special needs, or just denying them the accommodations and the programming they're supposed to be getting. And that's a problem. That shouldn't be happening. There's solutions to those things, but it's, it is really frustrating, uh, particularly when we have this two-tiered education system in BC where there's a private system that exists. And so this creates more pressure on families who have children with special needs to sort of scrimp and save and, and, and perhaps consider private options when all the services should be available each and every day when needed for free in their neighborhood public school. Um, there was a, a story, like you said, this has been uh, in in the news over the past few days and weeks. There was a story just a, a couple of days ago uh, in the Vancouver Courier that takes a look at class sizes. Uh, it actually found that while they're creeping up slightly uh, in in the number of students, but it also found that the education assistance, uh, the supports for teachers, has also increased in a lot of the public schools, which seems to to be the opposite of what we're hearing from people. Well, our court win uh, two and a half years ago did have the effect of restoring about 3,700 teachers around the province. How that has occurred is uneven just because the court put back language exactly as it was 20 years ago. And so because of the way that the province has funded school districts, basically, you know, exactly to that language and and not a teacher more, there's a lot of uh, unevenness around the province. And so we're very much interested in filling some of those gaps. It's always within the political power of the province to make sure that West Vancouver, for instance, which doesn't have protections around class size from grades 4 through 12, is funded similarly to all the other neighboring school districts so that that school district can maintain similar level, levels of services. But the whole recruitment piece of teachers and EAs and retention of these people really needs to be tackled. And there's lots of solutions outside of collective bargaining that don't have to be permanent, that could be sort of time limited, and would could be easily implemented that would help solve this problem. But, you know, at the very least, the Minister of Education, we've been calling upon the province, in particular the Minister, to just put a moratorium on this practice of excluding kids, because there have to be other solutions. And students with special needs and their families shouldn't be bearing the brunt of staffing shortages and things that the province can solve. 
Right. And I think everybody would agree with that. But what would a solution be then in a scenario where, say, we are talking about a class where there isn't an education assistant and there are there are children in the class with special needs? What is the solution in the, in the short term uh, to dealing with, with kids that need the extra help and the help simply isn't there right at the moment? Well, there's a redeployment of staff from the school board office. There's redeployment of staff from elsewhere within the school district. The main thing is is that we wouldn't be having this conversation. A, a school district would never send home an entire grade four class, for instance. Um, and we don't see instances where they are saying, just picking five random children and sending them home. It's always that student with special needs. And one has to ask, why is that so? Especially when the kids are legally entitled to those accommodations and they have the right to be at school each and every day, just like their peers. And so letting this situation, you know, this started fall of 2017, which is a long time ago now. Lots of parents were raising concerns. Uh, Teachers were raising concerns. The organizations that are out there advocating for families of kids with special needs, like BC Ed Access and Inclusion BC, they were raising their voices and concerns well over a year ago. Now we need some proactive steps because lots of practical solutions have been provided, but there's been, um, you know, some action, but not enough to hold this off. Uh, what happens in that scenario, though, and I think any parent that has been on the receiving end of that, of having a child sent home, could attest to how difficult that is for a number mm-hmm. of reasons. What happens, though, like you said, uh, ch- children have the right to be in school. Does a parent, if a child is, is sent home, does the child have to go or does the parent have to come and pick up the child? Well, that is a really good question. You know, if families were saying no, um, it might change the dialogue a little bit, but families shouldn't be put in this situation in the first place. People have jobs. They have to pay their bills. Not everybody could just sort of um, say to their employer, oops, you know, I, I can't work the rest of the day because I have to go pick up my child. It's not as if there's childcare around the city or others that is available on a moment's notice. And so it puts families in a real bind. Um, and not all those children necessarily live with their parents. They might be children in care, or they might have precarious living situations. And so there's lots of aspects to this that make us extremely worried as teachers about the children themselves, the individual students, um, as well as the overall systemic thing, and that's the attitude towards students with special needs and the treatment of their services and their school experience as if they're dispensable luxuries. Right. And I, I would imagine, too, I mean, it, it, does it not have to be a pretty, um, the, the case to be made to send a child home? I, I mean, does the child need to be destructive or is that there must, I would imagine there's a certain bar that has to be reached that that, that would be a difficult decision, hopefully, for a teacher. Well, it's not actually, it wouldn't be a decision of the teacher. It'd be a decision of um, management at the school district level. Um, and there are children in the system who have some very challenging behaviors, but I don't want to frame the story in a way where it's sort of blaming the child because, you know, there are children who, for a number of reasons, have um, challenging behavior at home, challenging behavior at school that manifests itself in a different way. But at the end of the day, we still have to have the accommodations and support from them. And, and often that's, you know, have a, a smaller classroom situation for them. It's having that EA with them, a guaranteed basis and a structured program to help them learn how to regulate their behavior. And hopefully um, when they get to grade 12, could go out and graduate and interact with the world in a positive way. And so it's um, sort of like looping back to it, the child's behavior 
puts the focus on them rather than this is a systemic problem. It's a problem for the adults in the system to solve. And um, there's lots of solutions. We just need to get people together and to move forward on implementing some of the ideas that have already been floated because this has to end. All right. Uh, We'll leave it there, but I'm sure we will talk about this again. Glenn, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for covering this.